Hey, it's Benji Bay, man. And, um, you know, I want to talk about just uh, a lot of things in general, but um, a war going on, how like this music is affecting a lot of society and communities and stuff. And at first, the energy in the world was directed towards COVID, and then the war happened. And uh, immediately a shift and a change of energy happened from what I could notice, you know, because I'm just like, I feel like we're all connected in some way, form, or fashion in this world. And, you know, I just think about how things have changed uh, just in a short time span with this war happening. And uh, not only that, you know, on top of the war, a lot of this uh, super intense, violent rap music, like, you know, Rap music has always been kind of like aggressive, right? Guys talking about fighting or may talk about weapons they may use or whatever. I just sit back and I look at, you know, the rappers that are influential now. Uh, see, like on Twitter, I only have room for like four rappers I could put on a page. So when I thought about the rappers that's really like the most influential, like, and uh, you could say it's biased, but to me, it's totally unbiased because I'm going to get into that later, right? But when I think about the rappers that are most, like, influential and, like, setting the energy and the tempo for rap, I feel like, in no particular order, uh, it's Kodak Black, of course, uh, out of Florida, um, NBA Youngboy out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, Sauce Walker out of Houston, Texas, and uh, Durkio out of Chicago. And you, you want to know why I say that? See, you got a lot of rappers that blow up overnight, every day. And um, some of them blow up, they fall off so fast, you wouldn't even know about them because they only blew up in a span of two and a half, three months, and they fell off. You know, once people seen it, they, they wasn't connected to where they come from. Or they wasn't so influential and different. Like when guys do that, once they have a sense of dis- disconnection from their community and their neighborhood, um, sometimes the music lose interest because we know you're not living dangers, right? Like this is what a lot of people like. This, I even, you know what I'm saying, was enticed by this more when I was younger. It was more impressionable. But now it's just a lot of bullshit um, with rap when it comes to uh, certain guys being from a certain dangerous type of background, like, because when I was listening to rap music, like, late 90s and 2000s, guys was from dangerous environments, but they weren't forcing it. They weren't trying to be a super tough guy for this rap stuff. It was like 50 Cent came up in a dangerous type of environment. Uh, BG from the High Boys came up in a super dangerous environment. And, and you know, it's just like um, certain guys, they necessarily don't be wanting this life even even King Von was a perfect example. Came up in like a real tough environment, but that's just the cards that he was dealt. But he wasn't trying to be super tough and be hard in the environment for a rap. You know what I'm saying? For a rap persona, that's the thing that I be getting at. You know, and you see people comparing him to the guys all the time now. Like they, is guys coming out talking about G Herbo why he didn't put on for his neighborhood like King Von did and all that. And it's like, you know, everybody wants to appeal to be real and seem real, but being real is not easy. You know, it's been people around me uh, that was in my neighborhood and stuff. You know, I invited them in my own house to eat. You know what I'm saying? I, I gave people clothes that I had when I barely had stuff. You know, if I had $5, you know what 
you know what I'm saying? And my 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 friend, uh, they could be broke. You know what I'm saying? I would I wouldn't spend just two dollars for myself. I would spend five. And whether it's a, a big plate or it's something on the side for them, I'm gonna try to give them something. You know, that's just the type of person I am. But not everybody has that in them. Not everybody else feels the need to look after other people. And you know that hey, that's that's okay if that's you. Cause see, I'm not here to judge because the world will be a more easier place and a better place for people to live in if a lot of people did have more of the mentality of helping and being considerate of others. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, on a side note, this may be off topic, but I seen the movie The Platform, right? And the movie The Platform, right, was a great description of society and how you could have people at the top. You could have people at the top that have everything. Uh, could be worth $100 billion, $200 billion. But, you know, these people don't care. That's why I go into this rap music. You know, I put the top four rappers on here because they all got something in common, right? And what I'm saying, maybe it could be noticeable already. Maybe what I'm saying is already like people already could tell. But see, first I'm going to talk about Kodak Black, right? See, this is a guy that I seen when he first came out. You know, people read him off as stupid, you know, dumb. And it's like, yeah, I could I could easily understand that why he had goals in his mouth, slurred speech, you know, he not really trying to pretend as if he's smart, dredge, dark skin, tattoos on his face sagging, you know, it's just like the whole nine. And it's it's just funny how people can get caught up in the image. Everybody say don't judge a book by its cover. That's the most cliche cliche thing that people be saying. But, you know, uh, when you see Kodak, you see Florida. When you see Kodak, you see guys behind him and his crew from Florida. Uh, you see he's stamped. You see that he moving with a particular people and it's all a representation of Florida. So that's his section. And the thing about these rappers, all of them, they coming out of a specific section that's always been known and had great leaders and great powerful musicians and artists and spokesmen come out of these areas. And Florida is one of those big spots to where they always been relevant in some way, shape or form. And Kodak is a great perception and epitome of a Florida dude, like goals and all that. Just besides all that junk, like his music. Uh, I look at some rappers as just a rapper. But when I look at Kodak Black, I look at an artist. And uh, since day one, you know, he rapped that music that can touch and, and, and make people feel it from way in India, Afghanistan, uh, France, no matter where you at. It ain't about material things all the time with Kodak Black. If you just want to hear somebody with some music that can make you vibe, that's what it's about. Because I even look at Lil Wayne and he probably just called himself a rapper. But I look at Lil Wayne as an artist. Because when you listen to his music, you can close your eyes and envision stuff. You can manifest things. That's what I feel like art is. It's just like a painter. You know what I'm saying? I could paint something beautiful. A beautiful art piece. A beautiful art piece that make you feel some type of way. It gives you a vibe when you look at that. But somebody else could be just drawing up some doodle. And the same thing for uh, Lil Dirt. You know, when you see Lil Dirt, you think of Chicago. 
You know, he 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 be in hit like he say he be in the trenches. <laughs> he be in the trenches, so to speak. You know, I'm in the trenches. You know, I'm in the trenches. You know, that's that's how they get down. So when you see Dirk, you see dudes around him from from Chicago, from his neighborhood, his city. So it's like a a brotherly thing, like it's a unity, it's a unified thing. That's why I say with certain rappers, they ain't got that. You know, Dirk bring out the whole city, the whole neighborhood when he feel his need to. And you see, that's why Chief Keith, he had no choice but to fall back from the rap shit. Because when he couldn't go back to his old neighborhood no more or hang with them guys no more, it was a clear detachment from his Chicago roots. And Chicago is what made him. Chicago is what blew him up. But now that Chief Keith can't do music videos in Chicago no more or, you know, be around certain guys that he grew up with, that they had a real dent on his rap career. And that's why you see Chief Keith now. He went, you know, uh, Jeff Hardy T-shirts. And not, <laughs> I think this is what it's called, Jeff Hardy T-shirts or whatever. And, um, you know, a little bit of like rock, rockish type stuff. You know, just a little bit different. He just having fun with his music now. But Chief Keith just in a whole nother lane. But like he is like the father of like <laughs> rap period like from 2010 to now like he's still like the godfather of rap right now like after Lil Wayne went out he was in and that's everybody is always gonna be trying to rap like Chief Keef and Young Thug but like both of these dudes Chief Keef and Young Thug are both similar godfathers of the new rap right now also Lil B is cold too like but you know them three they just like all of them was like the biggest infamous three that set all this chain off of reactions of guys now like rap is in such a bad state right now and i don't want to say a bad state it's just it's so many other it's too many rappers right it's too many rappers with no real background i don't know where they from it's not distinct it's not distinct where they from and that's why i put little dirk in this top four because he from Chicago, and as long as Chicago in the mix, every rapper that made it out of Chicago has a huge following because their music is soulful. Uh, it's the essence of, you know, their people that been through a lot of struggle, so they put that in their music, and that's why Lil Durk is so influential. And you know, he, he's he's just doing his thing right now. You know, but I feel like you know a lot of his older projects was better than now, but I still salute his work ethic and over the years how he just never gave up on what he wanted to do and stuff and um and i also had sauce walker you know out of houston and me seeing this guy uh from his first tape ever coming out uh from day one uh i i thought this dude was on already um the energy he conveys in his music the confidence and the self-belief he had from day one you just knew, like, it's no way people gonna be able to quiet this dude out. You know what I'm saying? It's like people get caught up in the theatrics. Oh, why he's so loud? Or, you know, why he always opinionated? And, you know, it's just like, that's just who he is. And sometimes it's a character for the internet, you know. But when you think about Houston, a city that was on top for a long time if you have any research on the dj screw era and uh millionaires paul walls and 
Bun B, well, he from Port Arthur, and Pimp C, he from Port Arthur, but Lil Kiki or whatever, it's just like, it was tons of rappers that came out of Houston with the Southside Wave and, you know, the drink and all this and Candy Paint Cutlass and, you know, if you really know about this, you know what I'm saying? But all this stuff went on for a long period of time, period of time from the DJ school era, which was like 94, 95 or something like that. And it could have been earlier. So all that DJ school era and all that stuff ended around late 90s, 2000s, whatever. And then the Ice Age wave came in with Chameleonaire, uh, Paul Wall, Mike Jones, and all that. That wave ended. That wave like came to a complete stop. It came, it became dead in Houston when it came to rap music, like around 2009, 2010, right? Where nobody checking for rap in Houston. Houston fell off the map completely. It was dead. We had Kirk O'Banes or something like that, but it was dead. And I really wasn't checking for no rap artists from Houston, period. But see, the thing about South Walker is he was vocal about where he came from as a musical artist and a musician. Uh, he spoke about his struggles, you know what I'm saying? Name streets, uh, different areas and restaurants you may have been familiar f with if you were from Houston. And he also gathered around with guys from his city or his neighborhood. So just like I say with these other artists, right? When you see Sauce Walker, who you see? You see guys around him from Houston. You see a brotherly, unified, you know, uh, team of teamwork. And, and, you know, guys coming together and helping each other feed families and and looking after each other that's what I, I like about rap when it's a team you know these guys have a team that's that's what's important to me about a rap uh, I seen I seen a bad with famous decks I he at first he had a team with him he had a little and then he left Chicago and left all them dudes you know I salute famous decks he had some great music when he first came out but he lost he left all them dudes and he was all alone you know he had no no, no, no backup, no, uh, no hype man. He ain't had no second guy up or his crew, like this, the next guy up. He ain't had no protege, nothing. Then a few years later, you seen him off drugs and around a bunch of yes men and don't even know his last name. And, you know, he off all these drugs and falling asleep and, you know, but real people that's tuned in with a lot of these rappers, like when they first blow up and they detach themselves from people, you know why certain things be happening to him. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to get on Famous Death's case, but after that change situation, and he couldn't call up nobody, nobody in his crew was around no more, that was a game changer. That was a game changer. But like I said, man, Sauce Walker is official because he is one of them guys that came out of Houston, and he is another, like I say, an artist. He's not just a rapper. He is an artist. When you listen to him, it's all out of a place of, you know, just individuality. That's just what he stands for, I feel like. And people don't give him the respect he deserves and recognition he deserves. And he is like the star of Houston when you think of rap. He's like the best rapper that came out of Houston ever to me. So, uh, yeah, he just, he, he put on for the city real well. It's just a lot of people always going to chit-chat and have an opinion on you. And uh, last but not least, um, NBA Youngboy, right? 
And see, this thing about NBA Youngboy, uh, a very confusing character to people, to people that may not be from down south or may not understand uh, the harsh, tremendous, tremendous poverty-stricken environment and a lot of those not being open for a guy from coming from out of Louisiana, the boondocks, and especially Baton Rouge. Uh, I mean, you, you could do a little bit of research, but I don't feel you have to do a lot of research um, on a lot of these guys' specific neighborhood and stuff. But if you just type in Baton Rouge, you're going to get some of the bad stuff that comes out of there. It happens out of there. Baton Rouge is just 30 minutes, 45 minutes from New Orleans. Like I said, one of the most spookiest cities I have ever. Oh, my goodness. It, it's, it's just crazy. But uh, NBA Youngboy, like, once again, when you see NBA Youngboy, who do you see? You see guys related to him. All from out of Louisiana. All from out of Baton Rouge. So, once again... Like I said, he is a team player unified with other guys. Whether he gets locked up, whether something happens to him, whether he falls off, he got other guys in his crew to pick up the ball if he fumbles it. And like I said, I don't really I don't really keep up with rap as much as I used to, right? Because it has changed so bad. You hear be the most toughest guys. I do this, I'm an ape. I walk inside and smack a dude in his face and I take everything out of the... And you realize two, three months down or later, he exposed. He not really where he from. Oh, we used to pick on him in high school. And it's like, it's not even the fact that he not really where he claim or it's not the fact that, oh, he used to get bullied and picked on. It's the fact that he came out with a whole rap image giving us the opposite of that and fooling and, you know, brainwashing the kids into believing that he's something that he's not. And that's the biggest problem with rap. And that's why I kind of like detached from rap music. Like, I'm going to be honest, like, um, when Nipsey passed away, I lost a tremendous, tremendous respect and love for rap. And, you know, it was just certain guys aren't supposed to go, especially when they have other things that they could give through their rap music. After Nipsey died, I, I just kind of like tuned out rap. But I've been was tuning out rap before that. Like I went like a whole six months or something when I listened to rap. It was just like, but when Nipsey died, I went like a whole year I really didn't care about rap, man. You know what I'm saying? I still was listening to his music, but it's just that his music was hitting different after his death because I seen what he was talking about with Victory Lap. I listened to Slauson Boy. He had another tape that came out before that or after that. I listened to that one. And I had tons of his music on that piff, listening to it while I drove around it. Just the vibes that you got from his music, uh, just the inspiration you got from his music that um, it's all about your mind frame and your mentality. 
and, and putting positive inside of you so you can put that back out into the world. And regardless of like any of the rap stuff that he was talking about, I get it. It's quote unquote stereotypical rappers. Nipsey was more of a rapper, but as he grew, he became an artist because I could close my eyes in a dark room and listen to what he talking about and I can envision it. And it became deeper than just busting shots on the block and doing drugs. And that's why I say you talking about you smoking on somebody and killing somebody. And now I got these bad, bad vibes and energy seeping up into my ears and my spirit. I'm not here to hear that. I don't care about no New York drill rap artists. I'm sorry, man. Y'all can keep that, bro. I had enough of my fun listening to that drill stuff with Chicago and half of all of them dudes gone, man. So when I think of New York that's out here shining and doing their thing, hey, I give my shots out to Dave East, man. I give my shots out to Dave East. They could say he a fake crib. Uh, that music real. He talking about his struggle. He talking about his pain, what he been through, how hard it was for him to get where he had to get. So how can you hate on that? See, like I said, man, I don't glorify none of this street stuff, man. Everybody is knowing about it now. It don't matter what race you are. It's, it's gangs everywhere. Gangs are global. Crime is global. Rap music is global. But see, the difference is in America, the trash is a rap. Listen, I listened to the Kodak album and Super Gremlin is tremendously overrated. That's not a song that I would want to hear when I wake up. That's not a song. That song gives me, oh my goodness, that song is making me nauseous right now. I am tired of hearing it. And I, I genuinely feel like Kodak probably knows that that's not even the best song on his albums. And it's probably getting the most views. It's probably getting the most likes and attention. Why? Because it's glorifying the least we have to offer. That's why I look at some of these rappers, but I can't, I can't listen to a lot of rappers until I know a little bit about how they get down. See, like Moneybag, yo, he know he a rapper. He not really trying to be a super artist and get off into different lanes, but he's still fairly new. And he still has time to grow and potential to grow. But he's another one of them artists that I feel like is a great, you know what I'm saying? Like he give back to, you know, his particular women. I feel that, man, because we need more of that. Besides those four guys, like I said, Moneybag, yo, Davies, yeah, Kendrick, he older, but he's not even, you know, he in another area, but 42 Doug, you know, his music keep me going, but it's just not enough positive energy pumping on this rap man. You know, war is going on, and that was a whole Dirk versus NBA Youngboy beef, and it's not even just their beef. They're the poster boys for violence and shooting in broad daylight, and they don't care who get hit, and they a savage, they a demon. It's not good for the so-called neighborhoods that these guys come from when they talking about violence and now the kids hearing this and now they think it's okay and the ones that don't think it's okay, they gonna be presumed guilty anyway. So man, yeah, that's that's just where I'm at with it, man. Because I ain't I'm sick of that tough stuff, man. I'm tired of that, man. I'm tired of that. Brothers been showing how tough they is since 70s, 80s, 90s, 
2010s. We in the 2020s now. I'm tired of that. Like, don't frown up at me, bro. Don't don't be angry and look like a super demon with me, bro, because I don't even care about that, man. You know, it's only one way in and one way out with that life, and it's not none of them is good. So, yeah, man, um, I just wanted to put that out there, man, because this has been something that's been weighing on my mind. Like, like I said, man, I, I still love rap, but it's, it's only so much I can indulge into that. You know, that's why, you know, I, I salute the whole money bag, yo thing. Like I said, man, you know, these rappers, man, if you're going to be talking all that craziness, man, at least try to support your women. Somebody got to be a positive influence out here. But shit, some dudes get slapped with the, the image and shit. They be like, well, I might as well get down with it, bro. Because I'm connected to these dudes. I look like these dudes, man. So that's why I'd be like, man, listen, um, at this point, man, I'm just trying to be with like-minded people, man. No matter who listening, like, I'm all about that brotherly love, man. No no funny stuff, like, pause. <laughs> I'm all about the unification and like, just understanding, like, man, real men sit down. Real men sit down at the table and come to terms with there's nothing we could do to make a situation worse than it already is and cause more bloodshed. And, you know, that's why it's like, it's all about being able to push through whatever you're going through in this life and understanding, like, some bad things are temporary. And I feel like it's a lot of things going on in this world that's supposed to be going on. So we're supposed to, as humans, get through it. You know, man, um, if, if anybody tuned in, man, I'm going to be... I'm going to be on Twitter, and you can reach me on there, man. It's simple DM. Uh, it's all love, man, because uh, what I'm doing, I just I just feel like I'm supposed to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not it's, Truly, it's not that many options out here. You just got to keep going through this life and keep searching, keep looking. You know, and um, I just hope to be somewhat in a team-oriented group just as those guys as I need, like, you know, despite the negative things that they may be talking about or whatever, like certain dudes got contracts and deals, they have to talk about what they seeing. You know, but that's a whole nother note. But yeah, man, it's just this life could be a lot easier for especially black people in America. This life could be a lot more, you know, just a lot more fun and a lot more better if we all could just get together and it wasn't about being tough. It wasn't about who is the most gangster? It's about us being able to be together and being able to to click and be a team and work together, man. You know what I'm saying? But that sounds like some candy. That sounds like some candy land dream stuff. You know, but besides that, like, like I always say, man, I had white friends, I had Mexican friends, uh, I chilled with Asians, I went to school with Indians. All cool people, bro. It's just all about your vibe and your perception and what you think about life. You know what I'm saying? If you come up in there with that closed-minded thinking and reality of like, oh, everybody treat black people bad, but black people treat black people bad, it ain't gonna work, man. So much love to every group of race of people, man. White, black, I don't care what color you is, where you from, I embrace all people. I love people, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just... 
know, this world uh so crazy, it make you antisocial sometimes. But yeah, man, I just wanted to say that, man. But the love is real, man. And um, if you show love to me in my podcast, I'm 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 showing it back. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who wants to hear things that's real and not just put negative energy in their life all the time. That's what I'm here for, bro. So, yeah, man, I'm out, man. Benji out, man. Peace. Love.